Oh, Canada, our home and native land. We like ice hockey and apologize to everybody. <laughs> Happy uh, Canadian Thanksgiving, Joey. I appreciate the effort, boys. Yeah, you know, <laughs> saying you a little jingle there. Yeah, I appreciate it. So uh, for Canadian Thanksgiving, you what what kind of dishes do you have? Is it similar to American Thanksgiving? You know, turkey, stuffing, mashed potatoes? Yeah, pretty similar. The, the usual turkey, green beans, mashed potatoes, stuffing, gravy, of course. Not pretty light on the cranberries, honestly. I'm not a big fan of cranberries. I know that's that's probably a thing here. But uh, other than that, yeah, pretty similar stuff. All right. Well, folks, uh, we got a pretty packed episode. I uh, got a couple guests. We got Ian Hoogerhide and Brandon Erla, some of our hunting specialists. Why don't you say hi, fellas? What's going on, boys? Thanks for having us on. First yeah, thank ever, you. First ever guests. That is true, yeah. yeah you know, they were uh, very first guests. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a big yeah. deal. Wow. Um, that's probably going to go on my resume. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe we picked these two. It's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty bare. All right, folks. Uh, I guess we'll get started then. Let's begin now. I woke up this morning and I said, you know, instead of waiting for a good day to happen, you know, waiting around through ups and downs, you know, I, I just said, look. All right, fellas, I was actually just thinking about this. So here's a scenario. You guys are driving through a construction zone and, you know, mind your own driving to work in the morning. And someone comes up from behind you, rear ends you. You're thinking, oh man, you know what the hell? That person pulls out, drives, drives away. What do you do? You just kind of, I, I would probably just sit there, you know. I'd be like, call the cops, not just, and just sit there. I wouldn't do anything. Sure I mean, how nice is your car, honestly? If it's my say car, brand, I'm just like brand new vehicle. <laughs> say a brand new vehicle. That man's dead. I'm tracking him down. All right. So this down. actually, this is a scenario for a, from a co coworker, and. This man that I work with, he's about 6'4", 300 pounds, a guy you do not want to fuck with. This this happened to him. The guy takes off, hit and run. My coworker follows him, follows him right to his house, grabs him by the collar when he gets out of the car, calls the cops and holds him there until the cops come. That's, I mean, that's ballsy. I, I, don't, that's crazy. Think, I don't think I could do that. Recently? Yeah, just last week. Tracks him down like a dog. Tracks him down. That's ballsy. I'd like I to think it. I would do that, but I don't have a ball. Yeah, would. in reality, are you actually going to know? Well, he is 6'4", yeah. and you're only like 5'10". That's fair. He's a big 5'10". Big 5'10". <laughs> so uh, we're talking this whole podcast. We're talking sports. You know, we got our beer reviews, a couple segments. You guys should stick around, listen to those. And we got some hunting stories. And to top it off, we got surprise popcorn. Well, let's start baseball. I think so. You know, uh, I want to I wanna right off the bat. Talk about how my brutal take last week. Last week, it was you know I I call the Rays Padres World Series, and two hours after we did the podcast, the Padres lost to the Dodgers. So to be fair, you called that when they were down 0-2. That's true. So, I, but I mean, you know, I was hoping for a miracle. Didn't happen. Go over the the current baseball standings. You know, we got the Rays, Astros. I think the Rays just won today. Put them up 2-0. Yeah. Is this a is this best of five or seven. best of seven? Best, best of seven, seven in the championship series. Okay. Yeah. And we got the Braves Dodgers kicking it off tonight. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're gonna have to get a score update on that. I want the Braves for sure. 
for sure. Yeah. You know, I want Ronald Acuna Jr. Yeah. I don't want him to win it all. I want the Rays to win it all. But yep. One zero. Atlanta right now. Yeah. Yeah. So have you? So now from last week to this week. You're still sticking to the – you don't want the Astros to win anymore? No, you, you swayed me. Okay. You know, I'm just I was making like, sure I was like, you know, I want to see – I want to see a Dodgers-Astros rematch. But, you know, that, that leaves a chance – leaves the door open for the Astros to win it all. Yeah. Don't want that. Didn't Kendall say last week that he wanted a cheating team to win? Go Astros, go, what? baby. Unbelievable. I, I do want to cover the fact that Aroldis Chapman is not clutch at all. Does have a sub-2-5 ERA in the postseason. Yeah, I mean, you look at his stats as a whole – He's pretty sick. <laughs> yeah, he, but he's nasty. Clutch situations, man. He can't do it. Gives up a walk-off home run. Think about it. You know, in 2016, when it was for the Cubs, he gave up that big bond to Rajay Davis. Rajay Davis. Yep. Rajay and then Davis. Detroit Tiger like <laughs> That's a strike. And, uh, you know, the year after that, or a couple years after that, when he was playing for the Yankees. I think it was the year after that, 2017. He was playing for the Yankees, gave up that bond to Altuve. And a double. Yep. To, I want to say, Correa. Or spring. They were cheating. They were cheating to get him on second and then help two bad. No, it was a game winner. What? There's two game winners in that series. Gotcha. The home run to left for Altuve and the double to right. It's one of those two guys, one of the Lanky Bucks. And now to Rousseau, is that how you say it? Rousseau? Rousseau, yeah. Rousseau? After throwing at its head. Yeah, that's a great story. No, undrafted kid gets thrown at, takes him yard. Basically, living everyone here's dream. Yeah, that's you awesome. Sl- slipping through the cracks. Ever ever since the Lions started losing every week, I've been locked in. So. <laughs> right on midseason form, huh? Yeah. They're right in They it. haven't skipped a beat. Right where they want them. <laughs> yeah. Cut them right where they want them. Well, good oh. news is they had a bye week this week. So yeah. wasn't yeah, they didn't lose. <laughs> the Lions can't lose at a bye week. That's right. See, Kendall doesn't think they, they should fire Patricia. Patricia uh, and the Ports. No. Clearhouse. Everybody's out See, there. I like so everybody. I'm everybody. Yeah. Get rid of everybody. Yeah. Well, he's trash. What What do you mean? How many games is he blown because he's a bad coach? He's like 10 and 24 and 1 as we checked last podcast. Yeah. This they, is going to be a recurring theme, I guess. They, they fired Jim Caldwell, who was 9 and 7 in the game. The Lions played the Licking Jaguars. Wounds, boys. Like, you know, rip the band-aid off and like, let's go. Let's get back at it. So you're thinking fire sale. Fire sale. Quinn's got to go. They go Lawrence if they get the number one pick. Or they stick with Matty. I don't think. I don't think they'll. I don't think they're worse than the Jets. At this point, do you want them to be worse than the Jets? Like we're only Trevor sitting. Lawrence we're sitting in week five. Ooh. We're sitting in week five. They're zero and four. One and three. One and three. One and three. They beat the Cardinals. So they're one and three. So at this point, do you want them to be worse than the Jets? Get that pick. That's hard to say. I love nine. And if Stafford's they do, my guy. Yeah. What do you do with Stafford? Yeah. You just sign them to a big deal. He's, I guess we can get some good people for a trade. I don't know why you're, you guys are asking me. I, I, I don't think I don't. <laughs> I don't think Stafford goes anywhere. He's no, going to stay he lying, and he's going to be training the next quarterback. I mean, if it's Trevor Lawrence, he's just going to be the so veteran be guy. Good and, what if they trade for Haskins? They just like Haskins. Adrian, just like Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Yeah. That's the sole reason why they brought Adrian Peterson on. Has he, not, leader in the team. has he not been a feature back? He has been, but they have two young backs that they wanted. Be to see shown, stud, shown the way. Okay, so kind of carbon copy what the Green Bay Packers have done. Yeah, I mean, obviously it worked for them. Clearly, <laughs> that's the king of the north. Obviously. So uh, we're talking football. We're talking pigskin here. Um, we got to go over the fact that we gave a lot of Bears hate last podcast. I don't want to hear it. 
and they they day one. They're four and one. They're, you, they're the worst four and one team, but they're frauds, man. The F word. They're frauds. I I don't think you can label them frauds. I think they're the exact definition of a fraud. They're doing. They are someone they're not. They're not good. Coming from a Packers fan, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, yeah. I four and one. They're four and one. Can't lie with stats. I mean, they've won. Okay, four four and one. Gooch, get on the get on the interweb here. Oh, they, they, beat, they beat the Lions. I know that. Yeah, it's a tough win. <laughs> Can't even say what the straight. They beat they beat Tom Brady. It's Tom Brady though. They beat him. I so I don't think they're frauds. I think they just played really bad teams. It's 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 schedule luck is what it is. Because they played the Lions week one, the Giants week two, the Falcons week three. The Colts, which was the game that they lost, and then the Bucks. Colts are good. What do you got the rest of the season for them? I got. Do you got some predictions? Six and ten. Six and the, ten. They're man. still playing sixteen, right? All right. So yeah. the Panthers. Six and ten. Loss. Ooh, that'll be a close game. Loss. For sure, loss. Loss. Especially if is will McCaffrey be back? No, that's week. That's seven, next week. I thought they had the Jags next week. No, the Lions, Lions have do. the Jags. I'm talking Bears. Same Bears. team. <laughs> and then they got the Rams. They're gonna fucking lose the Rams. Big, big Rams guy over here. The Saints. That's a loss. I know the Saints are kind of struggling, but you know, I I think that's a loss for them. The Titans. Loss. <laughs> I think I think that's tight. I think that's the Titans. Yeah. Okay, I'll I'll make a prediction. They go. I'll go seven and nine. So seven and nine, you're saying they're only gonna win three more games. Yeah. They play the Lions, Jags, and Vikings still. Well play Vikings twice. Vikings are playing them twice can be tough. <coughs> I think the Lions I hope the Lions squeak it out. That's, a, that's the wishful thinking in me. Kendall, you're shaking your head over there. What do you got? Awfully quiet. Oh, I got them going nine and seven. Nine and seven. <laughs> oh man. Okay, that's fair. What do you what do you got the Packers finishing up at? They're at least an eleven win team. Eleven win, but yeah, I they're agree. at least an eleven win team. I agree. They win the North by two they games. Yeah, because they, they. I think they can. I mean, the receiver core is depleted. It's been depleted. Aaron Rodgers never really had anyone to throw to. Um, and they've done it. You know, they found they found tight ends that nobody knew their names before the day. Uh, third, fourth, fifth string wide receivers. And they're putting the ball in the end zone. They're scoring on a historic pace. So a minimum 11 wins. <laughs> is it Jimmy Graham? He's on the Bears now. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's on the Bears. That shows how That's much I know look. about football. Look. <laughs> Tanyan's the number one guy right now. Don't even know who that is. Yeah, it's an ace point. Well, he had a sick game this weekend. He's a fantasy sleeper, by Three the way. touchdowns. Guys had double-digit points last three weeks. Did you pick him up? Yeah. You think I would saying that, but I didn't. <laughs> All right, uh, switching gears here. We're gonna go NBA. You know, I don't, I don't watch it. I didn't but, watch one game, no single game. But you know, congrats to the Lakers. They got the dub. I think the uh, the highlight, as I said before, before the podcast, was uh, J.R. Smith with his shirt off. Took took about a millisecond. I think he took his shirt off before the game was over. I believe he did with like ten seconds left. That's hilarious. Ron walked off with 10 seconds left. JR took his shirt off with 10 seconds left. So, so who's the guy? Yeah, yeah, who's the guy? <laughs> you guys just like. I mean, I don't think there's any doubt. I posed the question before the series, in what world do the Lakers lose? And 
the only valid answer I got is if LeBron got assassinated. Even then, I think they probably still win. So uh, just speaks to that league as a as whole. Happy it's over. Moving on. <laughs> so now, now that quick take is over, we're going to move to golf, where the fellas played a little uh, 18 holes today. How'd that go, Kendall? Yeah, buddy. Uh, Jared and I beat Jody and Gucci today. Beat them by one stroke, and we won one hole by one hole. Jody said he was the best golfer in the house, but I guess not anymore. Whoa. <laughs> Kendall had two good holes and thinks he can just fucking <laughs> take over as number one hey, in the household, which is a That's a dub today, so right now I'm number one. I'll put it on record in saying Kendall can pick any course, any format, any country, any amount of money. I'll take him one-on-one. Let's do it. We're going to have to – Put this out, you know. Kendall Ty, also couldn't Ty get the phone. ball off the fucking ground for the first six holes. <laughs> <laughs> so did Jared, did Jared pick you up for the first couple holes? Oh, first couple holes, he did help me. Kendall, uh, Kendall the first couple holes is the front nine. <laughs> Kendall, Kendall birdied 11, hard 12, and I don't know if they used another one of the shots to like. Six oh, <laughs> no, 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 so no. I don't, I don't know, man. On the front nine, he, I don't think he knew the tee off time started at 11.45. <laughs> Kendall, and, Kendall uh, had a couple 10-foot pots. He did crush it. He is a big 10-foot puck guy. Yeah. The guy is good on the greens. <laughs> big putt. Yeah. Respect. I do want to cover this. After all the hate you gave Jared last podcast, now you're, now you're teammates with him uh, for golf? Oh, yeah. We're still boys. Always be boys. Well, while we're on golf, I know I probably follow a little bit more than you guys, but this past weekend I was in Vegas and uh, went to a playoff. Good finish. Matt Wolf, who we were pulling for, didn't, uh, didn't pull it out. But uh, there is some. <laughs> so he's got a kid now. <laughs> <laughs> On the course, didn't pull it out. Uh, but there's some talks about Bryson DeChambeau getting some hate for taking the skill out of the game. I don't know. You guys hear anything about that? I've not. I didn't. Don't follow golf. Taking the skill out of the game. So Bryson DeChambeau's really he's jacked, put, isn't he? He's, he crushes yeah, the ball. He's putting science into the into the game of golf, which. Traditionally, golf's not a scientific game. It's more, you know, you get out and play by feel, stuff like that. This dude got in the gym, man, put on 40 pounds. He's crushing protein shakes like Gucci eats meals. Um, day, Five-day-old meals. Yeah, they sit on the stove all day. <laughs> Two. Uh, <laughs> I've seen three. And this dude's this dude's pumping drives, 330, 340, 350s. He's, he's on the green and one. The guy's a monster with a driver in his hand. And he can just knock the ball around the park. So I, I mean, personally, I think it's it's a beauty, but it's it's did, the same. Did he take the dub? Uh, no, he no. he started off hot first two days and kind of fell off after after Saturday. It's the same bullshit that happened with MLB. People didn't like the home runs, hard below. They just said it was a disgrace of the game when it's just a game evolving. I mean, you got to see what you can do to get better at the game, and obviously, crushing three hundred thirty foot bomb is just nuts. I mean, in, in our in our game today, the conversation was, you know, how far do you dial back your driver before it becomes playable? You know, for me, it's at 80%. I can get, you know, 90% of balls in play, but I lose 20 yards of distance. You know, it's it's like the flash reward type deal. Kendall swings at 100% and just the woods eats his shots up. <laughs> and uh, back to baseball real quick, uh, building off what Ian was saying. Uh, you see that a lot with pitchers. A lot of the old-time pitchers are like, you know, stretching, long-distance running, whereas the new, like, new up-and-coming pitchers are all about weightlifting and putting on velo. Like Trevor Bauer, you know, got Waldis Chapman. His legs are like fucking tree trunks, you know. 
And they bench. They bench. Senior guard. Yeah, they're benching. Um, for those of you that want to look into that a little bit, look into uh, Rob Friedman. You know, he's the pitching ninja. And also Eric Sim. He's a little more comical about it. Yeah. But, you know, he's he's big on the put on some weight and you'll see results, which I agree with. And he's a washed-up guy still throwing 91. I are, you guys, video today. are you guys all big Sim guys? Who I love Eric Sim. Are you guys yeah. like Sim? Yeah, yeah, really. sure. You're not Sim guy? I don't know. I'm indifferent. <clears throat> Games evolve and it's just a part of life, right? It's just mm-hmm. going to get better. I mean, it's it goes, it runs deep in every sport, <clears throat> the era, the way things are done, the way people train. But I just think, you know, after playing that golf match today and talking a little bit about that, the stuff DeShambo's doing is unreal. I mean, he's a, he's a, I'm curious to see how long his body can take it because it's kind of like how Tiger Woods changed the game when he was younger. Yeah. He was the guy that drove the shit out of the ball and his body broke down. But I'm curious if DeShambo has a little bit more longevity than Tiger Woods, just with the newer medicine, different treatments, and everything like that. Seems like he's more involved in the sports science aspect, mm-hmm. where Tiger is more involved in having fun. Just which, I mean, <laughs> he's for the people, and, and people respond to that. So it's an interesting take. Just wanted to, to see what the, you guys thought about that. The true golfer that has the most fun is John David. Absolutely. Ripping six. Pray, prayers up for John. Yeah, we're wishing them the best. I think that'll conclude our sport, so I think we should uh, switch over to uh, our guests that we had. You know, we got Brandon Erla and Ian Hoover-Hyde. They're, uh, well, Brandon's on the team currently. Mm-hmm. Ian's they with me. They give me a uniform, please. Yeah, <laughs> they give you a uniform. And Ian's with me as uh, he's washed up, you know. used to, uh, Ian was a catcher. Erla is a pitcher. And uh, we're bringing him on to not really talk about baseball, but talk a little hunting, you know. Mm-hmm. We're going to start off with Erla because he just shot himself a big buck. Mm-hmm. Finally. It's been a while since. When was your last one? Um, last buck I killed with a bow was a couple years ago when roommate Brett and I went down to Kentucky on some public land down there and shot a nice, nice little eight point. But yeah, it was, it was nice to. That was my first uh, buck with a bow I've taken off my family's property. So that was kind of. Felt good to get the monkey off my back there. So that's always nice, you know. I yeah. describing hunting to someone that doesn't hunt, you know, it's yeah, it's almost like you're going up to the top of that roller coaster. You know, you're just about to go down. You get all those butterflies in mm-hmm. your stomach, but that doesn't even do it justice. You got to multiply that yeah. by like at least fifteen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're taking the life of something. So you know, a lot of people give it a bad rap, like it's you're killing an innocent animal, but like we don't look at it as if we're killing something just for there's mutual the fun of it. There, yeah, you know? yeah. That's exactly what it is. So, but yeah, I uh, got one day off of school and, and baseball, and decided to head back up to to the thumb, about two hours north of where we are. And um, I got one day, and I saw the weather was going to be good, and I knew I had to be in the stand. It was about seven o'clock that that buck I killed strolled by, and in the morning or no, it was at night. In, it was at night. Okay. Yeah, um, made actually went and sat in one stand uh, at the start. Sat down about like three three o'clock. Um, what didn't like how the wind was swirling in there. So I decided to head out to just one of our big food plots where we, uh, sorry to interrupt you real quick, but you know, not everyone that listens is a big hunter, but wind is a huge factor yeah. when, you know, hunting, mm-hmm. you know, deer have a great sense of smell. If they get any, any whiff of what they don't like, they will turn around yeah. the other way. Turn They're smart. Out. They're smart. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, changed, changed spots, made a quick audible. My dad actually told me, he's like, if I were you, I'd go sit over here in this spot. I go sit over here in the spot if I do so. I got up around 4.30, made the move, sat down, and immediately had deer all over me. I was covered. 
had a couple little bucks kind of tickling their horns for probably a good hour. They came in about six o'clock. I was sitting there thinking, finally, like, man, like, you, you think if something's something's close, something's in the area, you're probably gonna come check it out because these bucks, I swear, they were fighting, going at it, making a whole bunch of noise for an hour. So I finally look up and coming down the trail was that was that buck, and you could tell he was kind of annoyed with these other little bucks. He kind of walked around him, kind of posed around him, you know, Adam, your hunter, Ian, your hunter. You seen a buck kind of puff up. It was kind of cool to see this early because it's not really rut. Kendall, you're you're a hunter, somewhat. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he, he owns camo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, yeah, he came puffed out about 30 yards. He didn't have no clue I was there. And I put what I thought was a pretty damn good shot on it. Um, did the whole mule kick, you know, on a deer, you know, he hit it good. It does the big mule kick, kicks his back legs up real high and took off and you could tell he was hurt. Um, so called dad, called a couple of my roommates, let him know and, Started looking for him probably about an hour and a half after, yeah. after I shot him, and that was a little too early. We bumped him. We were probably from, I don't know, we got within five yards of the deer. He really? jumped, jumped up and took off. So he was hurting then. Probably. Yeah, he was. He got five yeah. Yards from him. Yeah, so we walked over, and sure enough, there's a big pile of blood where he was laying. If we would have left him there for another half hour to an hour, he would have been dead. So where was he shot at? If, um, I'll show you a picture. Obviously, you guys can't see it, but well, for those of you at home, we'll we'll throw up the picture on that. Yeah, 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 on our social sure. media, and and probably a good time while while Brandon's picking up the uh, picture here uh, to plug our social media. Yeah, our social media account. You know, everything like the bagel. We're new to Instagram. We are new to Instagram. Haven't made a Twitter account yet or anything, but our handle is elt bagel underscore pod. So go ahead and give that a follow. Yeah, you know, we post. Uh, we'll, we got to throw up the video of me jumping in the mill pond. Yeah, that'll go with the first episode. We'll, we'll also uh, be getting some footage of, of the actual podcast being recorded, and we'll, we'll have some, some clips for you guys there. And then, like, again, like I said, we'll get some big bucks up there too for all your hunters out there. And uh, we'll get Brian's buck up there. So, yeah, um, after we bumped him out of, the, out of his bed, we decided right then, you know, probably back out, let him lay, come back later in the evening because we kind of figured that, you know, if we let him go, he probably wasn't going to go all 50 to 75 yards. Mm-hmm. We'd go out there and find him. So uh, a couple of my roommates drove up. My girlfriend, Lexi, um, Kendall, came up. Come help me out. Big friend over here. Oh, Big yeah. friend guy. Oh, yeah. I was pretty fired up when all those guys came up. But anyway, so, yeah, 1130 rolls around. We go back out, take all the flashlights out. We get back on blood. We follow it for about probably another 150 150 yards, you know, just little spots. He's starting to cloud up. He's not really getting good blood. And eventually we just ran out of blood. Very and good. that is, as good. a hunter, that is the worst yeah. feeling. That the, is the absolute worst, worst feeling. feeling, man. I was sick to my stomach. Kendall will tell you I got in pretty pissy mood. Oh, yeah, he was really mad that night. Wouldn't talk. He just <laughs> yeah. went right straight to bed after that. Went right to bed. Um, and got talking to my neighbor, Ryan, who uh, helped us a lot out behind our property this year. So thanks to him. But, I saw in your post uh, you had a, a dog help track it. Yeah. And so was that your neighbor's dog? No. No. Uh, he actually, he told me, he goes, if I were you, I'd try and get a dog out here. He couldn't. I've never had a tracking dog. Thankfully, I haven't had to, haven't had to use one. Um, so like, all right, I got I to gotta do everything I can to find this deer. So uh, guy from uh, Thumb Area Deer Tracking, Darren and his dog Colt came out around 3 o'clock the next morning. Or the next afternoon, I guess. Um, took him out to the shot site, 
It was so cool to see those dogs. Have you ever seen a dog track a deer? Unbelievable. Literally the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. So I take him out to the shot site, and you can see the dog. He's got his nose to the ground, sniffing all around our food plot. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what's he what's he doing? And like, there's a lot of deer out here. It's going to be kind of hard for him to find it, right? And I was like, do you want me to take you to first blood? Because I'm thinking they smell for blood. 75 to 125 yards in, into this woods, and he goes, there he is. Just piled up right there. Yeah, and he goes, don't run over to him. I want my dog over to find him. You know, want to want to train him. Yeah, so unbelievable. As a hunter, I'm sure you felt it and you felt it. You know that 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 break that that'll bring a tear to your eye. Dude. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you got Seriously. all that worry. You know, you're sitting yeah. on the night before, and yeah, so you get that was, reward. It was really it was it was awesome just to see the dog work and just you know be able to put put my hands on him finally. But unfortunately, that night it rained. And the next day it was like 65, 68 degrees. So all the meat spoiled. This cape was ruined, but you know, still that's better than not finding it all. That's, you know? that's very true. At any point uh, during the track, were you doubting it? When the like, dog was there? Yeah. Like, did you, like, um, obviously you had high hopes at the beginning, I, I'd assume, but at any point were you like, damn, like, this might not. This well, might not work out. Not not when the dog got there, because I woke up in the morning and I was kind of like looking on YouTube, doing some research, because it rained the night before. So I thought for sure, like, oh, the dog's gonna have no chance. Yeah. So I got reading on on Google or whatever, and it actually says that rain will help a dog track the deer, because it help, helps hold the scent. You know, and the dog's nose is always wet, right? So it helps keep the dog's nose wet, and he says it holds the scent. You can find a deer up to 35 to 48 hours. That's even more crazy. I know. That, Insane. You know, from the feet to the rain, you'd think the rain would just, you know, I guess wash it away. But yeah, that's no, wild. It was unbelievable. So it was really, it was really cool to see. Um, felt good for sure. But, yeah, glad we were able to but then it was like Christmas morning. I can imagine when you finally found it. Oh yeah, I didn't, I didn't know how to react at first. It was, it kind of sucked because all everyone that came down to help me the night before, Kendall, Brett, Sierra, and. Lexi, it kind of sucked that they weren't there to help me find it. It was just me and this random dude and his dog. So, mm-hmm. but, with a dart in his mouth. Yeah, ripping a, <laughs> ripping a marble. Like. <laughs> but no, it was cool. I, it was it was pretty sweet to see for sure. That's that's so awesome to hear that. Yeah, yeah, that sweet. Yeah, and I saw that your buck got thrown up on the uh, Michigan mm-hmm. Buck Pole account. Yeah, you just oh. <laughs> so Brian just had his first sip of the legendary Labatt Blue oh. Citra Poppy Sessions Lager. I brewed with Citra and Mosaic hops, <laughs> and uh, for the third straight, <laughs> we were. We I get, I get invited over to do a podcast, and you guys give, give me this shit. <laughs> we were gonna do a segment about, oh, about and have him try that, but I mean, he cracked it himself and dove right in. I kind of forgot we were gonna do and that. And found out, found out real quick that it's. Uh, oh, that's terrible. We'll save, <laughs> we'll save this. We'll save his true thoughts for later on in the podcast. Oh. Stick around to hear that. And it's a tall boy too. And, uh, worse. He's, he's going to be here all night trying to finish this thing. We don't leave any beer uh, oh, full, so he's going to have to work on that. But maybe it's a good chance to get into Ian. A little bit about him. Yeah, so uh, you know, I took Ian up north to Gaylord, where I'm from, for uh, his first ever duck hunting experience. You know, and I'll, I'll let him dive into that. Yeah, it was a pretty amazing time. Uh, Saturday, we decided to go out uh, in the morning up to Mackinac with Adam's brother and one of his friends. And let me tell you what, that was an experience. It sure was. <laughs> uh, we got up at four in the morning, you know, after driving three hours all the way up to Gaylord. And 
over another hour and decided that it would be a good idea to wade, what was it, 0.6 miles yep. through waist deep, mucky water. Muck, marsh, uh, only to shoot three ducks. Three ducks. It was phenomenal. It was yep. awesome. Had so much fun. I shot my brand new shotgun one time. And uh, for a killer, no. No, God, no. <laughs> Man, I don't even want to talk about that. That was, that was brutal. That was the most sore I've been since probably high school two days. It was nuts. And uh, for those who don't duck hunt, try to explain this to Ian, but you'll have mornings like that. You know, we put in all this work, and, and then you'll just get three ducks. <laughs> you know? It seems like a giant waste of time. You didn't get four, man, man, the roughest part, I think, though, was the fact that our way back, we were really going there for one species. What was pintail. that? Yeah, pintail. Northern pintail. That's something you don't see very often about what every three years or so their yeah, flight pattern changes. Yes, sir. And uh, that was huge on Adam's buck list. I don't really know what I'm looking for. I was just there to shoot shit. But on our way back after tracking mile and a half, I, sw I swear it was more than 0.6 miles. It, it felt sucked. like it. It, damn near, it felt like it. We flushed up Is it two longer as beautiful pintails. Yeah, on the walk. Few, there, and that, that was like the most beautiful bird I've ever seen as it took off. I'm like, why didn't we sit literally 30 yards away from the freaking dock that we let the boat out on? <laughs> like, it was unbelievable. And we had just unloaded the guns, you know, and that's, Probably again, was. that's how it goes. So the first day of your bird hunting trip was a bird watching trip. Yeah, yeah. exactly, because we saw birds about a mile out, but they're just sitting there, you know, awesome. Right. And then after that, we're driving back, and my brother, my oldest brother, Chris, he loves putting people on ducks and trying new spots. So we're driving back, and all of a sudden he pulls off on an exit. We're kind of like, you know, this isn't our exit. Where are you going? And he goes, you know what? I ain't got nothing to do. You guys got anything? We're like, well, no, we came up here. We came up here to hunt. He goes, all right, we're gonna we're gonna try a new spot. So we get down to it's called Bear River, and we pull up. It's just a it's a pretty thin river, you know. As we pull up, I could <laughs> Ian goes, this is this is the spot. <laughs> you know? It looked like a little street. Like, you know, we get the boat down there, uh, put the motor in, go down. Not not too far. No, it wasn't bad. That wasn't bad at all because uh, we got to sit in the boat. Yeah, the trek there wasn't wasn't as bad. And uh, find a spot. We set up our decoys, and we realize it's only two thirty, if that. We won't see a duck for probably about five hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, when you're going on an evening hunt. You don't want to. You don't want to get out at two thirty. You know, no ducks are moving that, at that time, especially not. It's like deer hunting, like yeah, times of move. Yep. And you know, so we sit there and we decide we have some hot dogs with us. We're like, all right, we're gonna make a fire on the side of the on the side of the river. I, I, I documented this on my Snapchat. I don't know if you guys saw. Yeah, I didn't see that. Sounds uh, like a terrible time. <laughs> not gonna lie, the hot dog slapped. Oh, yeah. they were damn Couple glizzies on the side of the earth. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. We didn't have any sticks, so we find some, you know, makeshift, get an actual stick from a branch. Fuck yeah, that's awesome. Yep, and uh, you know, fry up some glizzies, eat them. You know, it's not, it's three o'clock by the time we're done eating lunch. Yeah. Got our decoy set up and everything, and uh, decide to take a little nap, take a little snooze. And we wake up, roughing it. Yeah, we're oh, big time roughing it. We wake up and. Uh, <laughs> There's kayakers going down the river 
Oh, through our through our through decoys. our decoys, <laughs> laughing at us. Yeah, <laughs> I could just see the how do you do an Avery type, <laughs> yeah. type people ripping through your decoys. Chris is sitting there with the shotgun, like, oh hey guys, thanks for coming by. Like, you, you got get Joey, anything? You got Joey yeah. shirt off, pedaling through like, yeah. a little paddle boat <laughs> with a flashlight. <laughs> hey, how are you guys doing? And uh, that's when we realize we're not going to see a fucking thing. We are. There's no way at this spot we are going to see anything. So that time we decided to set up a bunch of decoys just for lunch and a nap, mid-afternoon yeah. nap. A little, a little weenie roast at Bear River. There. A little plastic lunch. Yeah. yeah. So we pack everything up, hit the truck, and uh, decide to drive home. And then as as we're, we're in Gaylord, we're passing on Seagull Lake, and Chris is like, you know what? I'm not done hunting yet. You know, we still got some daylight left. And uh, he's got a spot that he's thinking of, and we're like, all right, you know what? <laughs> We've already been up for – Fucking 12, 12 and a half hours at that point, walk in. Like, let's cap it off for an even worse day. You know, might as well do it. And I'll let, I'll let Ian, you know, describe his experience here. Yeah, so, I mean, we get there right away, and no shit. There were, what, probably 100 ducks if not more, sitting in that little area right outside of Ostego Lake already. Like, it's just a small little marshy area. Literally and, sitting there. And ducks. literally just sitting there. So we're like, well, shit, I guess we'll sit here for a little bit. So we walk out there, spook all those ducks up. Uh, one literally flies right at Chris's head, and he freaking blasted out of the sky. It was sweet. Like, that was the first time I've actually seen someone, like, actually knock a duck out of the sky. It was so cool. So then we decided to set up decoys, sit down for a little bit. And, what, about a half hour later, 20 minutes maybe, yeah. we just started seeing ducks in the sky. And, man, that's the coolest experience ever when – you see some ducks come in. You got to be as still as possible, and you think they're starting to go away. And then Chris hits them with a hail call. So for you who don't know, it's like three—I don't know—really loud quacks that kind of go into a whine mm -hmm. almost. It's kind of like a "Hey, come back here and you'll come hang out" kind of call. Yeah, and all of a sudden these they're really ducks coming to hang out, literally yeah. just straight beeline. You just see them start to turn, and it's just unbelievable to see them circle you, circle you. Come in to commit, and then that's when you just go at them. Do you guys? Do you guys just like Rambo fire at them? I've never been, so do you count it down, or do you guys just like so, start shooting everywhere? No. So what happens is, well, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. There's one time where I just started Rambo shooting, and I guess it's called a well, a sky bus, sky bus, or whatever. With, with the ducks like way out of range, way up in the sky, and he just, and just fired, you know, hail mary, you know, hail mary <laughs> shooting. I felt, I felt like open one shit, piece right. of shrapnel. <laughs> yeah. He shoots, and my brother Chris starts laughing. He goes, "All right, that's a little out of range." He had a sniper shotgun. But anyway, so you want them to come into what forty yards max? That's still yeah. pushing it there. Really? You want 40? you want them close, you know? Uh, yeah, really get that knockdown power. I mean, they got tough skin, believe it or not, they really do. And you're using steel shot. You can't use lead. It's a you know, oh, gets so it's pretty, the yeah. water. You hunt on water. Don't want to contaminate True. with lead, so you're using steel shot, True. which so, is a, a lighter metal. You know, as these come down, you want to wait till about 30, 40 yards, or right before they land. Then what does Chris say? Like, Usually there's a head guy calling it out like, hey, cut them, kill them, you know, take them. So that lets everyone know to stand jump, up. And stand up stand. right away and you just start and blasting. You pick one and just, just fucking. It's like yeah. a scene out of a movie. Like I'm just trying to picture oh, it. Like, dude, I. In the moment you must so, be feeling like enemies oh, coming oh, in badass. deep. Like you're, That's yeah. sweet. On Sunday we actually had an experience like that. I, I'm going to. 
let's talk about Saturday first. I'll yeah. get into Sunday later. So Saturday, as we go on with the night, what Chris shoots at two ducks, you shot one duck or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, we, we we only got a couple because that did a little missing. Not, you know, it's again that's part of it. You do some missing, exactly. Know, but it's part of the fun. You know? There was one point though where all of a sudden, like there was this massive flock that came in, and I swear it was 250 birds in this flock. The sky was literally black, and they were buzzing us from all areas, like coming down right over our head. You didn't even know a duck to look at. Like you didn't. It seemed like they're coming at you. You know, they're crossing paths somewhere. You know, buzzing our decoys, and we're like, like we didn't know when to shoot. Like it was, it was madness. There there were three ducks that landed right in front of us, but then there were ten ducks coming in, like looking like they're land, so we couldn't shoot them. But then we just, it was. We ended up not even firing a shot. (laughs) You know, you guys have. You guys froze. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, okay. yeah. So it was just an incredible. So you guys are tied 1-1, one, one, Ducks 1, you guys won? Yeah, definitely. Do you guys take dogs? Uh, my brother Chris is currently training a golden retriever. We used to have a black lab, but, you know, she, she she's still alive. She's retired, though, an old dog. You know. So now we're uh, training the new one. And now, uh, so that, that concluded our Saturday. We, we ended up only getting six ducks total, but, I mean, you know, Ian got the full shebang, you know, the, Sounds the, the long ass fucking walk, yeah. the weenie roast, and then he, we finally got him on some birds. Yeah, definitely a good time. So uh, Sunday we decided to go out. We had a pretty big group, what, about eight guys or so. Eight guys, yep. And, uh, you know, I wasn't expecting much after what happened on Saturday. I'm like, you know, if I get to shoot at a couple ducks, I would say it's a good day. Uh, we get there, set up our decoys pretty early, about 6.30. We're all there set up, sitting ready. And... Man, it just like it seemed every 20 minutes, new flock of ducks came in. And there was one point where 10 ducks came in at one time and they all came in landing together and it was like a movie. So this is what I was talking about earlier. 10 ducks came in and when you go to cut them, they kind of breast up so that because they're trying to get away. And it just looked like it was raining ducks. Like everybody was hitting them. Out of the eight or 10 that were there, five of them fell. It was freaking unbelievable. It was a good rep. It was a good rep. Yeah, we we ended up with twenty two ducks that morning. Yeah, so I mean, we uh, <laughs> definitely had a redem- redemption on Sunday. So, oh, sounds wild, boys. I mean, I'm not a hunter, but I mean, I highly recommend anyone who's mildly interested to go, and you will be hooked. And you know, 100%. if you don't you don't understand like the the sport aspect of it, I guess there is a bit of a sport aspect to yeah. it. Like you know, yeah, it's definitely. a definitely a huge challenge. And there's a lot of skill involved, uh, but also the meat you yield from these animals is is unmatched. You don't go to the grocery store and get and get this stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, we just had duck tonight as part of our Thanksgiving, our makeshift American Canadian Thanksgiving today, uh, and it's unbelievable. That was my first taste of it. It was it was great. Obviously, venison. I mean, living with Brian, dear heart. We, I mean, I got put on to some stuff that I never thought I would eat. Yeah. Period. You know, Brian. Makes the most out of his out of every kill. Try and to. You you can kind of speak to that. Actually, you're good. You're good on that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You try not to let anything go to waste. That was the hardest part about my deer. I think half the half the fun of hunting is the culinary aspect. You know, you get to. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you, try you literally things. can't buy it, man. It's not the grocery store. Mm-hmm. You can't buy it. And, uh, it's unmatched. I mean, unbelievable. As we said in the past, you know, we're big fast food guys. We don't cook a lot, but uh, when it comes to a wild game. Yeah. That's something I'll sit down and, and prepare and cook for. Ooh. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's fun to throw around for sure. Was, <laughs> have you had your heart? 
I have had. I had. Did you, I make you, it for yeah, you? you made me some deer heart. That that shit's good. Deer ribs is something I want to try. Steve Rinelli, um, obviously not sponsored, yeah. but Meat Eaters podcast and show on Netflix, unbelievable. He just paints a picture of what it's like to be a hunter. You go out there, harvest your animal, and then he just he cooks it right there and you just get to see the whole experience and he puts together just a good show in general i know people that have no interest in hunting but but like his show you know because i'm a big fan of he's show. from michigan isn't he? he is from michigan yeah. i think it's like twin lakes over near muskegon yeah. area currently lives in montana though no yeah. jealous yeah. i'd yeah. like to go out there sometime <laughs> life i do want to take kendall out duck hunting he's been bugging me a lot for it has kendall forgot english <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, He's gone mute. Ever since we talked shit about the Lions, Kendall <laughs> yeah. has forgotten it. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was Brian and Ian's show today. Yep, you're you're going out hunting uh, this weekend, right? Oh yeah. Uh, Thursday and Friday, I'm going up back to Beale City and going hunting. Yo, uh, I'll tell deer, you this. Right? Yeah, for deer. Kendall is a good tra- at tracking deer. He was on. He was on the blood, bro. He's like he was he like was that going. hound out there. He's got his nose yeah. in the ground. Seriously, bro. Like, look at the blood off the leaves. We're out there. there. We're out there tracking my deer, and Kendall's like he's he's leading the way. Like I was following Kendall there for a good fifty to. Well, when we lost that, when we lost the blood, you guys were going way out there. I was like, where are you guys going? Like, yeah. stay right here. Find the next blood. Yeah. Like, you're going way too far to. But sometimes you guys did find the blood way out there, and that kind of helped. But yeah. it's probably what color yeah. does the blood look to you? Red, why? Oh, red. <laughs> you know, he's, he's got a little bit of a, a, of a wisp. Oh, I don't have a lisp. I have speech impediment. Oh, no. Now I'm looking at asshole again. Dicks, for sure. I just want to say, I think Kendall is probably a derivative of his finding golf balls in the woods. Yeah. He probably oh, yeah. just hones him in for the oh, gear yeah. track, you know? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. can hunt down an orange Volvic ball. Like <laughs> Any color balls, yeah. I will find them. He yeah. is on the scent for colored balls in the course. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, Gucci, you know, we we discussed in the last podcast that you're the city guy. Uh, would you would you ever want to go out? I mean, yeah, I think it I think it'd be a lot of fun. I mean, uh, when I was younger, I went uh, bear baiting with my dad. That was interesting. Uh, what did you use? We went to a bakery uh, that was up north and just took like all their sweets. Yeah, bears have, a, bears have a sweet tooth. For those that don't know, you know. Bake, like bacon grease. Yeah, yeah, a lot of bacon grease. Donuts. Basically, anything that reels Jody out of his. Throat. <laughs> <laughs> that's what a bear. Going out there for a blackberry, and you're likely to have some success. And that's why they're a smart animal. Right? <laughs> but yeah, we uh, did that, and then he had a I don't know what you even call it a little ground like a ground blind. Yeah, a ground yeah. blind set up, and we had molasses in there. Yep. Burning, but we didn't see anything. We saw a bunch of raccoons, but. Gucci's dipped his toe in a little redneck life this year, too. Bought himself a pretty dang nice fishing pole. Been going out a lot, huh? Keep it in my car. Yeah. Keep it strapped. <laughs> All right, so we're going to kill the hunting portion of the show, pun intended. And uh, we have a special guest here today, a double guest, I would say, because not only is Brian an avid hunter, but he also consumes his fair share of beverages. <laughs> and normally it's fully nude and usually in the shower. Where he's reviewing uh, his select choices of beers. Today we made the choice for him. You guys know how we feel about it here on the pod. Uh, but again, and we already had a sneak peek earlier in the show. <laughs> but we're going to have Brian taste his Labatt Blue Citra. It's brewed with Citra and Mosaic hops. And it's a hoppy session lager. And it sucks. So we're going to let Brian taste it out here. Well, when I, when I grab the can, you know, you look at it. It's bright green. 
and it says citra on it. So you don't really know. You think citrus. You think citrus. So I was thinking green citrus. You know, I was lime. thinking it was going to be like a limey, like a Bud Light lime. Yeah, like bat blue, like false advertising. Yeah, it tastes like if um, Kendall left one of his football socks in his high school locker room locker and boiled it in the boiling water and put it in a can. That's rough. <laughs> That's That's what it Why is like. it my socks? Because you're dirty. Oh, okay. <laughs> just like Brian opened this Ugh. beer 30 minutes ago. It's... I just took the lid off it because he was one sip in in 30 minutes. And uh, terrible. it might be an all-nighter for the kid finishing it's, this one off. It's a tough one, but I'll, I'll shove it down. So I appreciate it. In the previous podcast, Jody mentioned his food that he would have with it. Uh, what would you pair yeah, what would this? You, yeah, with? what kind of food would you pair this with? What would I pair this with? <laughs> for reference, I for no. Actually, I just want to hear what he has to say. Yeah. What? I don't know. Nothing, bro. <laughs> um, what did you What did you pair? For reference, give me reference. Yeah, I paired it with an old four-day leftover ham sandwich. <laughs> okay. All right, yeah. With some mustard on it. I oh, here. Say. You know. You know. Okay. A little shout out. Old roommate, Jesse Fishbaum. Yep. Last year, what was his meal? Can you remember his meal that he'd make? Okay. Everyone. So if you don't know Jesse, this guy, you try to explain him. You've never, never in your life have you ever met a guy like Jesse. You can't describe him. Just a, <laughs> just the goofiest guy. Great dude. Great dude. Love him to death. Every day, he would make a meal. He would he has this one little pot. It's he'll start boiling noodles in it. He'll throw in frozen broccoli, boil the broccoli with the noodles. With the noodles, drain it out and just dump in just jar of marinara sauce. A jar sauce. of marinara sauce. Cold? Cold like just cold, cold right out of he the fridge. Just Ooh. boil it all in one pot. Mix it up, heat it up. And Frank's red hot on on top. Yeah. He'd eat it every day religiously. And that's he, what that's what I would And the, and the, probably the <laughs> <laughs> that's what you would that's what I would pair this probably with. the best part about the whole meal itself is that he carried around the pot yeah that he cooked it in oh, and he ate, it, it, he's and ate yeah. it out of the pot that's like, what that's what I loved about it it was very efficient it. with the dishes yeah. so like Jesse uses one spoon in one pot and that's it very simple easy going diet but a nasty meal nasty meal terrible <laughs> I, I had it a few times it, it hit the spot <laughs> five dock tips later yeah. yeah i mean depending on your surroundings and what he what the vegetables he uses yeah. you know get your gets your meal in yeah. it's not bad he switched it up a little bit though this year what's, what, what's he got now uh pancakes and oatmeal that's all I see. That guy. Big, okay, those aren't bad. He's always repping pancakes in the morning and oatmeal at night. Breakfast food during the day is so underappreciated. It's good. It's simple to make. It's mm-hmm. it's never bad. It's when is breakfast bad? It's nice bread. little scrambled eggs at, at uh, did I cap off the night? Did you know, I hear McDonald's can their all day breakfast? Yes, that's true. Where'd you hear that? I saw it on Twitter earlier today. I didn't that's think it was terrible. terrible. I went the day we talked about it. I went for breakfast and. I had to get lunch because after eleven, yeah, eleven is the cutoff. Oh, I think COVID. McDonald's is canceled. How is COVID? I ruined breakfast. I don't know. It's just fucking because of COVID, COVID man. Just Tell Same. me when a sausage egg McMuffin tastes better at three a.m. Coming home drunk from BC or uh, CBT. I've never had a bad breakfast experience at McDonald's. I'll say it no matter what time. 
kind of absurd. Well, I mean, that'll conclude our uh, our beer review from uh, Brandon Erla. <laughs> Not much of a review. It sucks. Don't buy it. That's all I got to say. And that's uh, that's uh, how many of us know that. Damn near all of us. Everyone that's tried it has Ian, not liked it. Ian was the was the I was original the one that actually bought it. Purchaser and of the beer, and you do buy weird beers. And you know, I I had the same thoughts as you. I saw a green can Citra, and I'm thinking like a citrusy beer, like a Bud Light Lime or something. I'm like, this will be all right. So, it just tastes like and it sweaty just tastes, It tasted like shit. It, Wait, can we dive? How, how do you know? Story from a we'll put this yeah. on the pod. Um, Erla eats ass. Ethan's mom doesn't listen to the podcast, does she? <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. Respect. <laughs> and uh, that that will cap off the beer review. Uh, <laughs> and that's Brian's last time on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna move over to uh, another segment here that uh, we just kind of made on the fly right before the podcast. We're calling it surprise popcorn. And uh, the basis of it is, you know, we put a topic in a bowl, and you reach in, you grab it out, you don't know what it's going to be, kind of like uh, the popcorn trick. You know, the guy carves a little hole in the bottom, the girl goes in for some popcorn, and bam, you get a little surprise. So, surprise popcorn. I never had that's that a small. Trick, that's uh-huh. a small bucket of popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> that's a salty date. We're going to, we had uh, Kendall draw us uh, the first one here. We got a, we got a marry one, fuck one, kill one. NFL, MLB, and NBA. Well, I think – I mean, I put this one in the bucket, so I guess I'll start. Are we all going around? We'll go around. We'll, we'll go see, around. We'll see yeah, everyone's we'll take. It. I think the simple take, obviously, is you kill the NBA. And I don't even I don't even know if I have to justify it. No, I, I think all of us are going to kill the NBA. Definitely. Maybe except for Gucci. I think Kendall Gucci may not kill the NBA. Um, I think you see, this is where it gets tough because the NFL is no fun league. Do you want to marry the no fun league? But then again, do you want like an ancient, when is marriage ever fun? Well, if you're right, I mean, I don't know. I've never been married, but that is true. Uh, That is a hot take because none of us have been married. (laughs) Um, I think you just, you fuck the NFL. Yep. Because they're just sporadic and all over the place. Yeah. They're never consistent whatsoever. Nothing nothing better than dipping your toes in the Sunday Lions. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's it's the relationship nothing gets you going. The, the NFL's like, you know, on the crazy hot scale, the NFL's like hot, but like super crazy. Ten, tens on across the board. Mm-hmm. And then you marry the MLB, even though it's, it's kind of prehistoric now at this point. But it's at the same time, like, you know, you want to you want to marry – you want to marry consistent. the one? Yep, consistent. You know, it's because pastimes but if the test she, of time. But if she cheats, nothing bad comes of it. There's no punishment. According to the MLB. I'm going to stick with it, though. I'm just making the preliminary discussion here. I have no arguments, man. That's spot on. I am 100% with it. Okay. I agree up until, you know, you said about the whole cheating thing. You know, if the MLB is cheating... You know, you can't marry that. Oh, and the MOB is cheap. And there's there's no divorce settlement. You get fucked. Didn't even sign a prenup. Nothing. Brutal. Kendall, I know you got a different take. <laughs> What's the hot take I, over I, here I, Kendall Flogger? Yeah. I have a different take, and you guys are all going to bash me for that. But if I had to do it, I would marry the NFL, fuck the NBA, and kill MLB. I know, I'm, I know I'm a I'm baseball saying, player, but I just – if we're talking about watching on TV or in person, like I watch – I like watching MLB in person, but I'm just watching it at home. It's just boring and long. I'd rather watch NFL or NBA. I'm with you 100%. 
If I had to pick, to be honest with you. Okay, what are you saying? He's definitely marrying the NBA. Uh, he's an NBA guru. You know, so, I think I have to kill the MLB as well. Baseball player. They're off the podcast. Respect. Hey, I, <laughs> I understand. I understand. But I think the reason I have to is because 162 games, it's a lot. It takes skill, though. You know, it's longevity. Commitment is marriage. You want to marry that. You're just you're 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 making my argument. Even Maybe I'm old so fashioned. I don't know. All right, continue. Sorry. Not I. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kendall likes the. I'm not, excuse me, Gucci. He likes the you know the the wild ones. You know the the unpredictable. Yeah. Stage yeah. like everything's always stage. stage that you're always entertained. You're always entertained, whether it's J.R. Smith. You know, mm-hmm. well, taking the shirt off. Everywhere, or I'm more entertained off I the think, court than I am on the court. I think I would fuck the NBA then. Yeah, yeah. fuck the I NBA. You're not, you're not changing my mind, but I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. You're always like whether you're watching it in TV or in person, you're fucking always locked in. Like in baseball, you have spurts where like it can be pretty boring, where nothing will happen for a while. Have you ever watched the first quarter of an NBA game? <laughs> Um. Yes, I have. <laughs> if there's a time to check out. That's impressive. I, if there's a time to check out during a sporting event, I think it's the first 30 yeah. minutes of the end. It's, when it's everything besides the last two minutes. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess that we'll go on dive into the next one, Ken. We'll d- get it out here. Let's see. It. Here we go. Oh, this is one from our very own Kelly Schramm. Yeah, and that's uh, Ian Hoover Hyde's girlfriend. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh man. Favorite non-sexual things that girls do. No way you picked it. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I was just trying to stay away from it. Favorite non-sexual act? Non-sexual thing girls do, which I think oh. no one really has an answer for. Favorite non-sexual thing a woman does? Uh, probably Show yeah. up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are we are we cutting this? Not cutting this. I'll I'll answer for the girls here because these guys are super insensitive. And, you know, like, oh my oh, god! Here yeah. goes this yeah, guy. Yeah, Teddy guy. Bear Joey. Teddy 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 Sip of the year. <laughs> the wife the wife may not be staring me down from across the table right now. I, I'll say try. Girls who try are sexy. Aww. That's so cute. <laughs> Simple of the try. year. <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. Come on. Come on. Define try. Where's that? What's, yeah, trying in what? What aspect? Mike Williams, 64-yard touchdown reception. <laughs> Chargers go up six. Don't change the subject, Ethan. Uh, late in the fourth quarter. I try, just in, in general. You know, they put they put a lot of effort into the relationship. They're willing to they're willing to compromise and you're being stubborn. I, I think guys are stubborn. I'm a pretty stubborn guy. I think when they're willing to uh, to bend their, their norms, bend their, their thoughts and, and kinda of go along with yours, I think that's big. That's sexy. I agree. And I think the girls will agree. But yeah, I think the girls would agree. I think new rule is if a guy have girlfriends in the fucking room. You know what? We'll uh, we'll have Kelly come on real quick. Come here, Kelly. Example of that would be Susie, my girlfriend, making a cake for Canadian Thanksgiving. We'll we'll get that up on the on social media we too. I to. think I, I think it's that's a, a work of art. It's a Canadian flag cake. I I was blown away. 
That's trying, girls. That's sexy. And you know, I, I'm, I'm I brought Kelly over here, Ian's girlfriend, and uh, I think she would agree that when guys try, that I mean, that's a that's a good look. That's a good non-sexual thing that guys do. Yeah, yeah but that the, wasn't the question. The question was girl or what girls do. She's just bringing it right back to me. <laughs> I really don't want to answer yeah, this question. Answer. Yeah, answer, Adam. Oh man, you know what, Kendall? Go ahead. To Gucci. All right. Uh, oh. Gucci, this is a good guy for this. Guy. <laughs> no, it's not. You know, yeah, I want to hear this. I've got one if you blank out here. No, I would no say when uh, when girls are understanding. Oh. Like, you understand you got a lot of shit going on, especially through school. You got school, baseball, baseball. you got work going on. You might have conflicting schedules. So That's a good one. Thank you, Kelly. You got you to gotta have a middle ground. You know, like yeah. as a guy, you got to realize that they have their own lives too. Yeah. If uh, each of you revolve around each other constantly, it's not going to work. What about you, Ian? You said you had one. I mean, that was honestly what I was going to get to. We were right on the same wavelength. I mean, it's just the fact that they understand that there's you have things you want to do and she's got things she wants to do. And sometimes you have to appreciate the space to even be happier when you're together. Yeah, I like that. So I think that's big. All right, thanks, Kelly, for making us get in the feels here on the pod. You, you guys know, have to have some substance. Viewership probably gonna go down after that one. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, we still don't have answers from Erla or Kendall. Or I yourself. Said cook. <laughs> oh, he, he, Erla did say cook. How about you, Kendall? I didn't know you we were getting that deep. Buddy's getting stumped, dude. You've been in a relationship for five years now. Oh yeah. So, so what? Five, eh? You're a veteran. There's got to be something, dude. I'd say say for Megan. Say, act like you're talking to Megan right now. What is what's something that she does that you love? I'd have to agree with though with Gucci though. You can't agree. You gotta make no, no, no. But I am because we live two hours away from each other. She like understands that I'm busy. We don't talk very much. We don't see each other very much. So long distance is tough. Yeah. So you were together for how long? Five years. Five years in December. You guys still like texting like or snapping shit like all day. Well, we talk, we text all day, but she has school and work, and I have baseball and, and school, so and that ties in with the understanding. Yeah, you know, so you guys got your own schedules. Your yeah, own she understands the time that we do text. Like, I'm I'm grateful for it and everything. So I I'd have to agree with Gucci. All right, Adam. This I've been on, I've been reeling big time. You know, I've been thinking a lot, and I'm, I'm drawing blanks, guys. Oh, so you come at me for drawing blanks? Yeah, because I because I wanted the hot seat off of me. <laughs> All right, so I'll, I guess my thing would be, you know, mine's not nearly as deep, but I like I like uh, just going on a drive and chatting, you know, playing some tunes, you know, sing. I I love to sing. I'm not very good at it, but you know, just jamming out, singing at the top of your lungs, and you know it's not good. I think that's a a non-sexual thing that that I enjoy. So we're going to do one more, and it's, uh, what is your worst fear? Got last question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now we're all kind of awkward. We're like, oh, man. Like, we're well, vulnerable. How, how deep do we get? Yeah. <laughs> My, I don't want to grow old and die alone. <laughs> Mine's yeah. drowning. I've always been afraid of drowning. Uh, one thing that always freaked me out was, like, let's say you're out tubing and uh, the tube flips over you and it's over your head even though you have a life jacket i absolutely dread drowning so you don't i, I suck at swimming too i can't i, I just don't float <laughs> i just don't i'm like a log 
So you don't? Do you ever go tubing? I do. Yeah, but it, it scares but, the shit out of me. Okay. So you get the the blood racing a little oh, yeah. bit. Have you had like any near experiences? Um, that's a no. No, big time <laughs> no. But it just scares the shit out of me. I feel like that's a horrible way to die. I mean, <laughs> like, inhaling water until you pass out. Like, that sounds pretty horrible. Uh, I'd say mine uh, is spiders. I do not wow. like spiders. Dude, we've had a couple spiders in our bathroom that <laughs> freaked me the fuck out. Yeah. Like, to the max. It, Some ugly ones, man. <laughs> it, all, it all stemmed from, you know, I got three older brothers. And when I was younger, they watched a movie called Arachnids. And looking at it now, it's super cheesy, you know, old-ass graphics, just absolutely brutal. And, but, you know, I was young enough to where it scared the ever-loving shit out of me. And I had night terrors, you know. I had the same thing with the movie Tremors. It was uh, about worms. Yeah. And that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and, you know, I'd be, I'd be awake, and I would just see, you know, spiders, you know, dropping from the ceiling, crawling on the wall. And I, I would sleep with a flashlight, and I'd shine on them. They'd be gone, you know. And, you know, my mom was getting all worried. I wasn't getting any sleep. Just how moms are. And uh, she, she, uh, she tricked me. She did some Googling and found out you got to trick the kid because they're fucking dumb, which I was. She put water in a spray bottle and told me that it was, you know, anti-spider spray. Sprayed it around the room and gave me a protective blanket that kept spiders away, which was a Yu-Gi-Oh blanket, by the way. I was a little bit of a nerd <laughs> when I was younger. <laughs> it kept more than spiders away. Girls as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, was, I was a virgin for a while. <laughs> and uh, it, it worked. I didn't have it after that, you know. I still hate spiders. So is that why you sleep with the Yu-Gi-Oh blanket on your bed? <laughs> hey, shut up. Oh, have right. you guys heard any clanging uh, <laughs> forks hitting a plate? I mean, Brian didn't miss a spot of a cake that he's eating right now. Literally Susie, inhaled it. Took Susie, my girlfriend, to it. who made the beautiful cake that you'll see on social media. Brian got the first piece. He's eyeing it all night. <laughs> And uh, he almost ate a hole through that plate. <laughs> so he's licking it clean right yeah. now. We won't hear any more. You can it. put this plate right back in the cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> did we get a picture of the cake? We did. Yeah, we okay, did. good. Yeah. We no, it's going to have to go on the ground. Susie, yeah. thank God, grab me another piece of raspberry sweet. <laughs> so I guess we can no, add that to the list of sexy things that girls do that aren't mm -hmm. sexual. Fake. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. she's good at it. All right, I think that uh, kind of concludes the surprise popcorn. You know, we I, didn't get Kendall's worst fear. Oh, we did not get Kendall's worst fear. I don't think we got Gucci's either. Or mine. We're go okay, we're still going with surprise <laughs> popcorn. So we're going uh, Kendall, Gucci, and, and our friend Jody here. All right, mine would be snakes. I've always hated snakes. The way they move, the way they look, oh, I just hate, hate everything about snakes. Always screamed like a little girl when I've seen like a little one foot snake. I've seen it. I mean, I've seen, I've heard the screams. It's not good. <laughs> not good screams. All right, Gucci, how about you? Oh, I mean, I have two really. I'd say uh, probably my biggest one is I'm terrified of heights, man. I can't. I'm not a fan either. I can't like get close. I can, no, I can do roller coasters. It's just like standing. And like leaning the over the edge or something like that, like just can't do it. Do you, I, I'm I can feel it in my feet just talking about it. Yeah, like, I got I got 
You can't fit a grease dime in your asshole yeah. over there. I got, I got similar fear as that. And do you feel like when you get to those elevated surfaces, like when you're getting near the edge, you like lose all motor skills? Yeah. You feel like, like I'm going to fall right now? Yeah. Like I just like, – fish out of water almost. You've been walking 22 years of your life and you look over an edge at 10 or – 10 plus feet you're like I, I don't know what to do i'm frozen yeah my legs feel like gel yeah my uh second one though terrified of the clowns <laughs> <laughs> is there a story behind that or just, just don't ter- like clowns never have i'm buying a clown mask <laughs> <laughs> and that's another thing like halloween in general just like yeah you're not, not a fan i'm it's an- huge anti-halloween guy I think it's just because I can't see, like, who's behind the mask. I think that's really what it reached We went to his house uh, for Halloween two years ago, and he would not come outside and hand candy to little kids because he hates <laughs> Halloween that bad. <laughs> They're half your size. All right, I'm Kendall, not even joking. Kendall, you're not a pussy. Uh, Gucci's a pussy. <laughs> Thank God. Tinkerbell. I'm not even joking. Tinkerbell freaked him out. (laughs) All she wanted was a hundred (laughs) grand. I'll go fuck myself. (laughs) Some little kid was dressed up as Trump for Halloween. (laughs) Just confronted him. (laughs) Straight across the yard. (laughs) I mean, for me, uh, at least they're wearing their mask, right, Gooch? I, I hate little kids too. <laughs> Fuck them kids. <laughs> I mean, for me, I think my. I gotta go with it. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't want to hear no kids. <laughs> Mommy, they scare me. <laughs> I'm not even joking. He wouldn't even come out of the house. Like, he sat inside the whole entire time. I just sat out there by myself, by the fire. And, he's like, and his mom says, yeah, he doesn't like Halloween. Uh. Dude, why haven't you told us that before? That's so funny. I'm so sorry, but that was hilarious. Holy shit. All right, Jody, what's yours? Fearless baby. I think I gotta go with spiders too. I know it's like super cliche, but super it's really just true. Is. It's just true. But eight legs, dude. Like that's <laughs> such overkill. Give me a fucking break, man. I don't even have a third leg. Eight, eight legs mm. and those little beady eyes. Nah, I step. I actually was confronted by a nasty old spider at the field before our championship game, <laughs> and nice. I, and I almost didn't step on it for good luck because I wanted to win. But I, I walked like ten yards past it. Turned around, came and double stomped it <laughs> right before the game. Fuck the good luck. Fuck the spider gods. That thing needed to eat dirt, and it did. All right, and I think that concludes our surprise popcorn. You know, that was a little different segment, and I think we're going to be doing that every week. So if you guys uh, have any ideas and want to DM them to us, go for it. We'll write your name on it, and when we pull it, we'll, we'll shout you out. Everything but the bagel pot on Instagram. I mean – we're no longer a pre-social gang. We're we should have uh, some Twitter account coming soon, and you know we gotta get Kendall on the pot on TikTok. Oh, TikTok will be coming soon. And uh, you know we're wrapping this up now. I just want to thank Brandon Erla and Ian Hugerhai for coming on, sharing their stories from the weekend.
It's out there hunting the expeditions. Mm-hmm. What a pleasure it was to hear. Yeah, it was a blast. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, it was fun. I got some cake and a shitty beer. And what else could you ask for on yeah. a Monday night, huh? Yeah, I got to watch fucking Kendall go through a whole ton of dip over there. So it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> he did control the spinning today. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And the third person. And the third person. Story. I bet you were you were thinking that. <laughs> I was not thinking that at all. But. Kendall was not thinking that. Spoken by Kendall. <laughs> Kendall was not thinking today. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, thank you guys. Hope to have you on again soon. For sure. Thanks. Thanks, boys. So now our guests left, uh, Ian and Brandon. You know, it's always nice having them on. It was uh, nice hearing their stories. I hope they uh, come on again. Yeah, it was, it was a cool experience. I didn't know what to take from it. Uh, like I said, not a big hunting guy. But um, to hear what they, what they were going through mentally as well as physically, it was – kind of took me into the experience and made it interesting. Also want to point out, like we had said earlier, we are watching a game right now. It's the Chargers Saints uh, Monday Nighter. Tied at 27-27 after a doink by the Chargers kicker to try to win the game. So we got some free football on Monday night, which can't complain. Unless you're playing Drew Brees in fantasy, which I am. And the Bears defense does, in fact, suck five points this week. Someone, someone hit the uh... – the overtime button at Buffalo Wild Wings. That's yeah, what happened. That must have must have what happened. But my prediction was pretty close. It was close. I, I said ten nine and it was twenty nineteen. I mean just just, just multiply it. a ten, yeah. Multiply it ten. Like up by ten. <laughs> you mean Eddie? <laughs> that was some Kendall math there. <laughs> Sorry to all those who think we talk too much sports, but that's in our blood. We're working know. it out. We are working it out. And uh, I just wanna give a quick thanks to everyone who's Hopped on the train Hopped early. Hopped on the train early. You know, getting a lot of love and support from people that I, I didn't think we would, and it, it's great to see. We're going to keep getting out some content to you guys, and I hope you're along for the ride and for our growth. Yeah, it would be cool if you guys came along the way. I mean, here early, here to stay, hopefully, and uh, we'll keep doing our best to keep you entertained week by week. And if you guys have any ideas, shoot us a DM. We'll definitely talk about it. Please shoot it. You know, we're, we're very open to topics and and anything. That's and why feedback. it's everything like the bagel. Absolutely. Feedback, anything, anything's welcome here. Tips, anything. And, uh, you know, before we sign off, I just want to give a little context behind the, uh, where's mama keep them cookies. And it's just been a, it's a thing that I, I kind of made up, you know, <laughs> it's been a celebration from since I was in high school. If I did something good, you know, put your hands up over your head like you're like you're searching for the cookies, you know? Where's mom keep them cookies? On the top shelf, baby. <laughs>